Hey everyone, it's Adila and Ben. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode one where we dive right in and ask the hard questions. How did we get here? What are we doing to ourselves? And what do we do exactly? So Ben, this is a great opportunity for our listeners to get to know us a little bit better. Why don't you start us off and tell us a little bit more about you, your background and what year of your PhD you're currently in? Yeah, so as you already know, I'm Ben. I was born and raised in Perth. Pretty much my whole education has been here. Uh, My tertiary education started in Curtin where I majored in molecular genetics and very, well, as the title suggests, very molecular, DNA, RNA based. Then it slowly evolved into protein in my honours year and now into I guess this big cardiovascular disease project that I'm currently in my third year of. So I actually had the first few years of my studies begin in Malaysia which was where I was from and I think I was in like year two when we then moved to Perth. Um, Our family moved over here and so I'd actually gone through most of my schooling so primary school, high school and now uni here in Perth. But I think definitely having the first few years of my schooling in Malaysia really kind of formed like a basis for my perception of education. Like I felt like it was just quite a big part of my life um, and that it was very important for me to sort of be really good like at it. (laughs) To progress that part of who you are. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, So yeah, I mean like there was definitely no outside pressure or family pressure that I had to go to university, but I felt like it was something that I wanted to do for myself. So I did my undergrad at Curtin and I did um, a human biology degree, which was um, really, really fun, really amazing. I learned a lot. Um, And in our last year, we actually had a unit where we had to dissect like a human cadaver, like a, a section of it, which was an experience I'll never forget. Um, after my really general degree, um, I thought, gosh, what am I going to do now? So I decided to do my honours year, which for those who don't know, honours is a research intensive year where at the end you submit um, like a big report as part of your research findings. And honours was actually a tough time but I think I can look back and like really have a big smile about my honours year because I learned so much it was such a great project and I met my supervisor who is now also supervising my PhD and she was amazing she is amazing um what about you Ben could you smile about your honours year I can now that it's over (laughs) fair point um Um, I can't say it was without its downs because there was definitely a good percentage of the year that was tough especially with some of my experiments not working which I say a lot of my experiments were not working but um oh it was definitely challenging I guess I appreciated that part of it I mean it shows that research isn't as easy as perhaps what you can see on the tv or what you hear about I mean it's definitely full on yeah it's full on yeah and I think after that I just kind of felt like I needed a break so I took a gap year and in this gap year I didn't travel or do anything overly exciting but I started a teaching job actually at Curtin where I um, was involved in tutoring some first year human bio um, students 
and that's been an amazing experience but at the same time like on the weekends I was also still working at a servo so I was still like stuck in limbo I was like oh god just constantly worried that a student will come in when I'm working and just you know I like I, how do I explain that what am I doing at a servo <laughs> oh, it sounds um, like you had your plate full that's oh for my sure gosh, yeah and you're um, still teaching now yeah I'm still teaching now and loving it um, every step of the way still it's been such an amazing experience to be involved and I like thank my lucky stars every day that I you know that I'm there um, I'm now in currently the second year of my PhD and I'd say that things are starting to sort of pick up yeah definitely yeah. Um, so I guess that brings us to a point where we could ask each other and um, I guess our listeners as well to reflect on this but what does education mean to you Ben? That's a, quite a tricky question. I mean, I guess that's what this episode is all about, though. Uh, I guess it's going to sound a bit philosophical, but I think that education does not end the classroom. It's merely the beginning. <laughs> I feel like you just Googled that. Like, you just typed that in and that was what came up. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wish. Let me, let me just have a look. <laughs> um, no, I think that education encompasses many aspects of life. I mean, from your young, when you're young, you start going to school, you, you learn in the classroom and then... For many of us, you probably think, no, that's when you switch off, you go home, you do your homework, and then you relax for the evening. But realistically, you're surrounded by your family, you're learning, you're picking up behavioural traits, you're learning off them, even if you don't realise it. And then, well, also with like sports and things, you're learning, mm -hmm. you're learning how to play, perform, you're learning mm -hmm. that hand-eye coordination. And even with your hobbies as well, I mean, they may be two of the same, but how did that all begin? How did you start, how did you start your hobby? I'm sure you just didn't pick it up and were as good as you are now. I love it. I feel like you've like really put a lot of thought into it and you've really like highlighted the outside the classroom stuff very well, which is a great perspective that not a lot of people think about. But um, I'd say that I agree with your answer that knowledge is not just confined to a, a classroom. Uh, education is like a lifelong thing. Like you're constantly learning, you're constantly improving. Um, and as cliche as it sounds, knowledge is power like especially now more than ever in this ever-changing sort of world, it's important to learn and pass on that knowledge to others as well. Um, and I think being researchers, it's kind of part of what we do, um, you know, research and put our, put our findings out there for the public to see. Definitely. Great. Working together, forever pushing the boundaries of what is known and working on well, new problems, new issues that tackle us today. Yeah. So Ben, while you were in university, like especially undergrad, did you switch courses at all or did you graduate doing <laughs> the first degree that you enrolled in? That's a good question. Um, no, I actually, I switched. So yeah. straight out of high school, without a break, I went in and I studied, I started with geophysics at Curtin. Geophysics? Yeah. Wow. So that's, Super random. That's pretty far away from biomedical science and health and yeah. people. I mean, rocks and physics, right? But, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I did geophysics for a year. and For a year? For a year. I mean, the geology was not great. The physics was okay. I found that interesting. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess when I started, I thought, no, I'm not so sure about the geology. But then they said there's not a lot of geology in geophysics. But then as it went on, I just I started to hate that subject even more and even yeah. though there wasn't a lot of it it just 
this the scale started to tip so yeah i decided to take a, a bit of a break i took six months and then i actually did a bit of traveling i went to europe oh, that was nice. amazing that was a good eye opener and i came back and i was like you know what i'm gonna do molecular genetics and time to get back into that uni life yeah i mean in, in retrospect maybe it was good maybe i should have had that holiday sooner but then who knows, maybe if I had that break earlier, I would have come back and done geophysics. And then, Yeah, exactly. No, I, I think yeah. I think we're exactly where we're meant to be right now. And whatever happened, you can't really look back and kind of regret it. Like it was meant to work out the way that it did. 100%. It was quite the journey. Yeah, no, but it's so actually learned. really yeah. funny that you mentioned you did geophysics because I actually started off doing something completely <laughs> random as well. Um, believe it or not, I started uni doing mining engineering. Oh like my goodness. me doing engineering. <laughs> I don't even know why. I think in year 12, I was just like thinking about the money trail. I was like, oh yeah, I'll go mm-hmm. work in the mines and, you know, maybe I'll make a lot of money. And like, I only did mining for six months. I don't know how you did a year of it because in that six months, I was absolutely miserable. Like I was really unhappy. I was down. I felt really isolated, really lonely. And it actually went up to the point where I actually had to see a career counsellor and be like, look, this is not something that I'm dealing with. I really need you to help me because I feel oh, really no. lost. I don't know what to do. Um, and she gave <laughs> me this quiz, right? She gave me this quiz and it was like one of those ones you can find on the internet. Okay, okay. It was like, do this quiz and then add up your score and then <laughs> whatever you get will kind of guide your answer as to what kind of career or field you might be in. And at the time, I thought this was so stupid. Like, this was such a waste of my time. But I did the quiz anyway. And I remember, I think it was something like teaching that was, Mm, like, in one of those squares, which, like, we mentioned that I'm kind of into now. So it's crazy to think that maybe, like, if I had really sat down and thought about it properly after year 12, um, without having to go through that six months of a terrible time. Like I remember telling my friends, I was like, guys, I'm switching out of engineering. I'm doing human bile. And they were like, why didn't you do that from the start? We totally didn't see you as the mining type. And I was like, why didn't you tell me this? But I think it was one of those Um, things that everyone could see before you could see yourself. Like it took you making that mistake for you to realize. Yeah. So did human bile come up as one of like the quiz results or was it just teaching? Yeah. No, it was, it was like... just like teaching in general, but I think human bile was a great start because I was quite good at it in high school. So I was like, do something you're good at. Oh. <laughs> and um, yeah, I like should have done it pretty much straight away, like you said. Oh. But anyway. Who knows? So we're both like two PhD students. Um, and for those who aren't sure, a PhD is part of a postgraduate degree. Um, Ben, do you want to chime in and tell our listeners a little bit more about what a postgraduate degree is and what our PhD, what a PhD is? Well, I actually Googled this one because I wasn't sure how to to best define it. Yeah, don't tell our (laughs) listeners the wrong thing. Um, So PhD, it's a postgraduate degree, as Adela has already mentioned, but it's awarded for the submission of, of extensive and original research in their chosen field. Um, it is very much that though. It is a bit misleading with its title, like Doctor of Doctor of Philosophy. Well, try to say that ten times fast. <laughs> um, when you receive your PhD, you're rightfully a doctor of your field, but not a doctor most of you would think of, like yeah. a UGP or your hospital. Don't ask me to save your life. <laughs> we may be able to sequence your, your DNA, but that's about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, not not everyone with a PhD studies philosophy philosophy either unless you choose to of course but that's that's another topic for another day maybe 
Yeah, and I think it's also important to note that a postgrad degree does include a master's as well. Um, and I think I was doing a Google search, something called a postgraduate diploma, which I haven't heard too much about. But um, yeah, so all of those things are included in a postgrad. Maybe it varies as well, country to country. Yeah, like definitely. What's available. Yeah. Um, um, and now that we know what it is, why did you decide to do one? Um, I think it was my decision to do one was kind of based off my honours year. Well, before I may have reflected on my honours year being quite challenging and maybe a lot of negative emotions, well, at least towards the tail end of it, perhaps with the time and the stress and problem, shoot, problem solving. But I think that when you go into a PhD, everything is a bit bigger. So your project's a bit bigger. You have a deeper, more advanced project. You kind of have the opportunity to hone your skills, the research skills that you develop during honours, and you can really utilise a wider... A bigger amount of time. It sounds like what you're saying is you wanted a challenge. I did. I, you, I did want a challenge. Are you regretting that now? <laughs> I'm, I'm right now. I'm wishing I had less of a challenge. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like a it's like a mountain. You kind of put all the effort into climb, and then you've got to come back down. But coming down is always the easy part. Definitely, you can't um, gauge a project for its difficulty at the begin at the beginning based on the title and description. Yeah, definitely. But, I think yeah. in the beginning you sort of try and wrap your head around what it is actually you're doing, 100%. and then by the time it hits you, you're kind of in the middle or towards the end, and you're like, okay, I may as well just finish it. Yeah, um, no, anyway, yeah, I think right. for me, I decided to do one because I. Um, was doing some tutoring at university and I was very interested in taking that next step of maybe eventually teaching at a university, um, teaching students, you know, um, at that sort of bachelor level, maybe even like master's. And I think to do that these days, it's very competitive and you need to have a PhD. So I kind of saw this as a step that I eventually would have to have taken anyway, kind of like a bridge to get from point A to point B. Um, whether that actually happens, like getting a job at a university as an academic or a researcher is actually quite competitive. And now with the yeah. sort of funding cuts going on, who knows what's going to happen in the next few years. But I guess that was why I started. <laughs> Pathway is an opportunity. Yeah, but I mean, like out. we can't predict the future. So never say never. Um, I'm trying not to be too negative, but if it happens, it happens. But I'm very open if other doors kind of come up along the way as well in terms of career options anyway. Um, what are your goals now that we know why we started? What do we hope to kind of achieve or by the end? Well, this is going to maybe sound a bit funny. Going into a PhD, I just wanted to come out the other end and get a job. Come out the other end, like alive. Yeah, come out, yeah, alive and with employed. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> um, but now, like, to come out, I don't, I don't mind so much where I end up. Like at the moment, I'm probably more open to post postdoc career options than I was at the beginning. Like, I just want to make a difference, no matter where I end up, contribute an idea or a method or something, and hope that it makes a ripple effect in whatever field that may be. Yeah, definitely. And I think like onto that note where you were saying you wanted to contribute an idea. I mean, like when you submit your thesis at the end, isn't that sort of submitting your idea that you've been working four years on, like out in the world? It is yes and no. Like I feel like the idea is partly born from your supervisor's mind and you've just developed it, made it, maybe pushed it to another level. So you want like your own thing out in the world, your own idea. Perhaps. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Watch this space. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Um, what are your goals for your future after your PhD? Yeah. No, like it changes every day. But at the moment, 
it's got to be early retirement. Like that's what I'm, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I think for me, it sort of links a lot to why I started in the first place. I think getting a teaching job would be um, ideal. But I think at this stage, maybe because I haven't really been out there, you know, working, I kind of still maybe have this naive outlook on what I want my life to be like at the end. But I think if I can somehow merge all my passions together, so, you know, you know, human anatomy, teaching, some travel and some science communication, communicating that research and those findings to public, then I think if I can merge all of those together, that would be like an amazing sort of end goal, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be amazing. Then you really wouldn't work a day in your life if you combined all of those passions together. (laughs) Um, Out the window goes that early retirement, eh? No, (laughs) but anyway, we'll see. I guess the next thing is, you know, how did this podcast idea sort of come about, Ben, for us? It's quite an interesting question. Um, I think you could say it was a a, a podcast birthed out of procrastination um, one (laughs) lazy afternoon. Would you agree? Couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I feel like we just started started talking about it and then how some people with the community, our friends, even family were unsure of what we did with our day and yeah. you know, what we're even doing. I exactly. Mean, I guess. As PhD students, right? So yeah. I would talk to some of my friends and I'd be like, oh, I was in the lab today. And they would be like, what do you mean? Like, what did you do in the lab all day? I think for people who maybe aren't students um, with the same background as us or maybe who have an idea what a PhD is about, it can be quite tough to imagine what we do in the lab every day as a scientist and as a researcher. Definitely. And especially with a lot of movies out there, I think they paint very unrealistic. and Very stereotypical images of scientists and researchers. Yeah, which, to be honest, I kind of like to let them sit with them. It's kind of exciting for me Not to so see their reactions. The, the lack of ethics <laughs> in some of these movies. That's it. That's it. Um, yeah, so I think for us it's a way of, as PhD students, sharing our lived experiences and um, our student life maybe to other PhD students, postgrad students, master's students, and definitely for those people out there who have PhD student friends and family and want to have more of an idea about what it is they do every day. Um, and the challenges that we face as well and yeah. how perhaps even you could help us out <laughs> yeah let us know what you want to hear from us and we'll definitely um, write something or we'll respond like, yeah, with a we'll podcast question you never know you could be featured on our podcast too that would be cool oh definitely there's plenty more in the works okay I think Ben now that our listeners know a little bit about our background what it is we do I think we should mention briefly and in as like as many simple terms as possible, what our projects are about. Okay, so my project research is into atherosclerosis, or in other words, the accumulation of fatty deposits in your arteries, ultimately called a plaque. This is an immune inflammatory disease. Uh, I guess the particular angle of my project is that if someone with atherosclerosis develops a respiratory illness like pneumonia, that the inflammation from, say, this infection would pile onto the pre-existing inflammation from atherosclerosis and destabilize the plaque and increase the risk of suffering a heart attack. So my project sort of looks at plaque changes and if there's a way to preemptively diagnose this. Very interesting. Very cool. 
Um, I think we sort of share um, a supervisor, so we're kind of both involved in looking at cardiovascular disease to a certain extent. But mine is sort of a 360 on yours. So mine is a human study. It's a clinical study. Um, it's non-interventional. We're just collecting samples and we're based at a major WA hospital. So my project essentially is looking at the link between gut microbiome and heart disease. And we have uh, in our heart disease group certain subgroups. So we're interested in people who have recently just had a heart attack, which is kind of what you were talking about earlier, Ben, um, with that atherosclerosis and things like that. Um, and our other group is heart failure patients as well, because we're very much interested in what's happening in gut bacteria in terms of um, those two diseases. So we should, essentially to do this, we recruit, well, by we, I mean I, I recruit the patients at the hospital and I collect four different samples from them. So I collect a um, saliva sample. So they spit into a cup for us. We scrape some dental plaque off their teeth because studies have shown that dental plaque is um, and gum health is um, linked with heart disease. And we take some blood as well as a stool sample. And from the stool sample, that's sort of what we're going to be using to characterize or profile their gut bacteria. Um, essentially, we follow them up as well in six months' time to do the exact same sample collection. And we want to see whether in that six months from the first time they were initially in hospital, whether there have been any changes to their gut bacteria, their gut microbiome. Um, at the moment, I'm recruiting patients and the samples are being collected and stored, um, but we haven't really analysed any of them. That won't be until later on. Okay, I guess to wrap up, our listeners now know a little bit more about us and our backgrounds and um, briefly know about our projects. So it'll be a good time to wrap up with some key points and things that we've learned throughout our PhD journey thus far. Yeah, definitely. So one of the takeaways is that things definitely don't always go to plan. I mean, the amount of paperwork that has to be submitted and approved before you can even start research is one thing that pushes your plans back from the start before it even gets off the ground. And no one would have suspected a pandemic this year either. I yeah. Mean, who would have thought? <laughs> um, and I think as well on that note, if I could add, Ben, it sort of teaches you to just go with the flow. So take each day as it comes and um, just try and go through what you need to do every day. And the fact that, you know, be prepared to feel a range of emotions like ups and downs, but know that it's completely normal to feel down. Um, yeah, it's not totally normal to feel like this. I mean, everyone goes through it. Everyone has experiences that full range of emotion, which brings me to another point. Celebrate your wins. I hell mean, yeah. Um, grab everyone from your lab. Grab all your friends. Just like, I don't know, your experiment works. Go get a pizza. Go get, go get a pint. Whatever it is. Just go celebrate, celebrate the little things. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's what it's what keeps you going, hey. Definitely. And we um we do this thing every week, don't we, Ben? <laughs> Where <laughs> we recently just started it. It's called Sweet Treat Tuesdays. So we have like this little roster, and one person will bring in some sort of sweet treat that week, and we all kind of share it together, have a bit of a chat, um, celebrate the wins. And, you know, if anyone's feeling down, we try and give them a bit of like a pick-me-up. And, you know, who doesn't love a good dessert as well? Definitely. The only problem with having it on a Tuesday is that you have the rest of the week to <laughs> not have anything uh, yes. good about it. <laughs> the rest of the week. But we've, we've had quite a few of those. I'm, I'm waiting for like 
gym Wednesday or something to kick oh. in with the mm. frequency of these Tuesdays. Yeah, no, I'm out. <laughs> Um, I think as well on that note, we'd like to say thank you so much for joining us on our first episode. We hope that you've learned a thing or two about what a postgraduate degree might be, a PhD might be, and a little bit about us and what our projects might be about. Yeah, thanks for spending your time with us and we look forward to having you back next week. Um, Yeah, I think next week we'll chat a little bit about our transition from an undergrad degree to a postgrad degree and some of the pros and cons that go with that and we look back to first year us at uni and try and give ourselves some welcome advice. So stay tuned. If you'd like to get involved, drop us your questions and your queries. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the show. And you can find us on our Instagram at So You Think You Can PhD. And there's a link to our email there as well. Thank you so much. See you next week. Bye.